Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor. And this week, this week I decided to switch things up a little bit. Um, I'm here recording live with Rima Kaldi, my sister, who's been a guest on the podcast before. You may know her as a attorney. You may know her as a baby wearer. You may know her as a bitch ass, but I just know her as my sister Reem. Hey guys. <laughs> um, so Reem, like I said, she's my sister. She was coming to, um, our family's beach house for the weekend. And my sister Shuruk is coming a day later. Reem asked me if I would come with her. And so I decided to come with Reem because she enjoys eating more than my sister Shuruk. And eating is something that I enjoy. So I came with her. And let me tell you something. We didn't eat until four o'clock today. Um, I don't, I ate before that. Yeah. Her husband made her a delicious grilled cheese sandwich for no one other than her. Like a little, like, I don't know, a show, uh, what's, what's it called? What's the guy from Gilmore Girls? He has like a guy. Like a butler? Uh, not a butler. There's another word for it. Like a, a uh, valet. Yeah. Like her valet. Like he comes over and just like silently hands her like a grilled cheese. And she, I don't even know if she said thank you. She started like munching away on it. I was really hungry and I, I wanted to eat it. Nor could have had some too. There's How? a lot of cheese and bread. She could have made. What a am I, a fucking mouse? I mean, <laughs> from Cinderella. I just just I, eating grains and cheese and bread. You could make it into a sandwich. Listen, people, human beings eat sandwiches. I I personally love sandwiches. Oh my god! And she and, also kept suggesting we were like, oh, where should we go for lunch? I'm very decisive. Reem's very indecisive. Suggested a million places, and she just kept saying she wanted a fucking Reuben. I, I mean, I really like Rubens, but also I just want you guys to know that I'm literally fucking sweating goddamn bullets Dude. right now. The sacrifice that we're making right now to okay. record this podcast. So the AC at the beach house doesn't go lower than 82, 80 degrees. And so we have fans on, but we had to turn off the fans for the for the quality of sound because it did sound like we were in a wind tunnel. Yeah. So we can't have any fans on. So it's extremely hot. It's so hot. I'm already sweating. And we had to like lock ourselves in this room. Cause the, so the kids <laughs> don't make it seem like we're like in a dungeon. You're like, we should find this fucking room and lock. It's just a bedroom. It's the room that I sleep in. It's a bedroom. <laughs> we're in this bedroom and I'm not even sleeping. What am I doing in here? Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> this is a good question to ask. Speaking of questions, I had originally, planned on Reem and I answering some questions that you guys had submitted on Instagram. But they were all really dumb. It wasn't even that they were all really dumb, but they were all really dumb. <laughs> but it was more so that I'm sure you guys know if you like watch the news, have internet or anything like the situation with um, black people in America is kind of, I mean, it's always not been great. I mean, racism is well and alive in America and other places in the world. Um, but it's just, it's really escalated. It's really escalated. And for people to be killed in the street, which again, it's not the first time this has happened, but like, I read this thing today that like, um, someone reposted, it was like violence against black people hasn't gotten worse. It's just that people now like can record it. Oh my God. What? I was literally just thinking about talking about that because I saw that post and it really like resonated. It really did because it's like this has been going on. We obviously we know it's been going but on. But it's just like no one has been talking about it. And that's why it's so important for everyone to just talk about it because it's been going on. It's been going on. Everyone's just been pretty much silent about it. And 
it's kind of been picking up a little bit. And I really hope that everyone kind of like keeps their momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just like one of those things where it's like, okay, next week on to the next on to thing. The, exactly. You know, cause it's not, that's not, it's not a trend. It's not, yeah. Like it's not like a, you know, okay, let's post about it for a few days and then go back to, you know, posting about like whatever other bullshit news is going on. Like this is really important. And like people like should understand that. And I think as much as like, people like us understand it. There's so many people out there who do not Which understand it. I don't it. know why I'm even surprised by it because people are so dumb. And I talk about this a lot, but like, I can't even tell you the dumb responses I've been getting to anything I've reposted regarding what's going on. Yeah. People trying to make it about them and whatever fucking bullshit racism that they've experienced as a non-black person. Like, I'm sorry if you're not black, I don't think you can understand. No, not even I don't think. You can't understand what they're going they're, through. And also you can't compare it to Islamophobia or whatever the fuck you want to say because oh my you know God. how many times people have been racist towards me? Zero. <laughs> I mean, never. <laughs> it's like literally like the examples of like racism that like half the Muslims who I know like give me is literally like, okay, well, that person like – the lady at Target was rude to me. Get the it's fuck over because it. I was wearing a scarf. Or maybe like, she was just in a bad she, mood. Or maybe she's just a bitch to everyone. Or you know what? Maybe she does hate Muslims, but you know what? She's not going to fucking kill you in a street. Yeah, like, calm the fuck down. Like, it's... It, you can deal with it. You can deal with someone at Target being a little fucking rude to you. Like, did she spit in your face and tell you to fucking... Like, fuck off. I mean, people are so dramatic about it. Like, they literally are like, well, I experienced racism, too. And it's like, mm, you not, know you're alive. And and it's also, it's not, exa- you're not, you, you're alive. And also, it's not of the same caliber of it, racism. Like, you it's can't not compare sy- it. It's not systematic exactly. racism that's been going on exactly. for generations exactly. and generations and generations. It's like, before 9-11... No one gave a shit about no. Muslims. The and worst no, thing that was happening is that movies were depicting them as like terrorists, which like I, I mean, whatever. It was like, like kind of fun and fresh. Yeah, I mean, like that's <laughs> at least we had a role. <laughs> Nor <laughs> at least we were being acknowledged <laughs> in the media. I mean, it's just it's so different, and the people who don't understand it, it's just like I don't know how they still don't get it. Like I just don't get it. And the thing is, is like I think talking about it online is really, really great because I think that there's so many young people online who can be influenced in a positive way by this. But more importantly, like I'm seeing a lot of stuff of like, what can we do? How can we keep this going? And it's like, you can't just say, oh, I'm not racist. That's not sufficient. You have to actively, first of all, speak up against racism, educate people. I love calling people out for being racist. Same. We all know that I love confronting people in general, but something that I genuinely feel strongly about, not just because I'm an absolute fucking... What? What? I thought it was a spider. Dude, she scared the shit out of me. She just picked like a piece of like lint off of my shirt and I literally thought there was a scorpion on me. Um, But yeah, it's not that I just love calling people out. It really fills me with fucking deep rage when people are racist Mm -hmm. and I have to say something. And then I keep seeing things online, like make yourself uncomfortable. 
It shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable because I'll tell you what it makes me feel. It makes me feel like a good person. Mm -hmm. I don't feel uncomfortable, nor do I care if I'm making anyone else uncomfortable speaking out about racism. You should not feel uncomfortable speaking out about racism. They should feel uncomfortable. They should feel uncomfortable. For being fucking racist. And you should stand up for people who are not there to stand up for themselves because you're a human being. Like, if if you have friends who still use the fucking N-word... Honestly, don't talk to them. I don't talk to people. Like, if, if I've ever seen someone say the N-word or heard someone say the N-word, first of all, I tell them, hey, listen, you sound really ignorant when you say that. That word's not for you. It's not for you because it's not like they're saying it with a hard R. I've never experienced that. But still, that word's not for you. And they're like, oh, but it's like in rap music or, oh, I'm fucking Pakistani. You're not black. That word's not for you. Black people have reclaimed that word and used it as a way to reclaim their power after being enslaved. So that's their word. They can use it. It's not for you. But yeah, I will always tell someone, hey, you can't use that word. And if and if they try to debate me, I literally will just say, I can no longer have this conversation with you because it's not a debatable topic. And if you don't understand why you can't use this word, we don't need to be friends. Yeah, and uh, there's just, uh, especially in like the Muslim community, there's so many like, People who are like darker skinned, but they're not black. Yeah. Who think that like they somehow have the same experiences as someone who's black and then they're able to use it. It's like, "Mm, no, like you have it. Like just because your skin is darker than a white person does not mean that you're entitled to use that word. You haven't lived the experience of a black person. But just like, I mean, People fucking think that they're goddamn entitled to everything. And that's the other thing. Everyone is so fucking entitled. But I think something that has really been like kind of a silver lining is that I've noticed that a lot of white people are kind of acknowledging their privilege Mm -hmm. for the first time ever, which it's not like, you know, we shouldn't be patting people on the back for acknowledging white privilege because like everyone everyone knew about it mm-hmm. like even i feel like i have white privilege oh for sure i mean, I've like, definitely mentioned that before i am white and people treat me differently because i am white yeah and i, I definitely like I, someone had posted um something like she's a like an older white woman which i was really surprised because i'm really happy to see that even like the older generations are acknowledging it because you know you see like the young people are vocal about it but yeah. you don't really see that many for sure uh older like i mean when i say older i mean she's probably like 60 years old yeah so i mean i was surprised to see someone like that post it but she posted like i like something about like i am privileged that i can take a jog i'm privileged that i can you know do all these things without like worrying about like getting mm-hmm. killed mm-hmm. like i can get pulled over and not think that the cop is gonna like shoot me yeah like and I mean, and the thing is, like, even though I'm not, like, white and I wear a hijab, like, I definitely feel that way. Like, when I get pulled over, I'm not, I'm not that anyone's worried gonna hurt me, no. that anything is going to happen. Or if I'm, like, walking, you know, in a normal area, I mean, there are definitely some areas where, as a hijabi, I would not feel safe walking. But if I was walking... It just as, like, a woman. Or, yeah. yeah. But if I was, just, like, walking, like, you know, in a parking lot at no. the mall, like, I, I feel like my risk of something dangerous happening to me is just like every other person in the world, you know? And that's definitely a privilege, a privilege that I think that a lot of people don't realize that we have. And, um, 
just really scary times because I just feel like there's going to be so much unintended, you know, backlash from this um, with like people who are going to like try to take sides. And I just feel like the violence is going to, people are going to be kind of crazy. You think it's going to get more violent? I think so. I think that people, especially with like Trump's um, campaign and everything, and God knows what he's going to fucking say about all of this. Um, And I mean, have you not seen what he said already? He called, he called um, the people who are rioting. He called them thugs. His words verbatim. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's just going to further incite mm-hmm. it. Further, he's, he's a racist. He's There's literally no gonna way around it. Continue to further incite the violence. Yeah. And I, it's scary because you're already seeing like situation. Or I, Nora said that she had like read this article and like I was telling her and she was telling me that like we're, we, I hate conspiracy theories. Like, absolutely fucking hate them. Like, yeah, we, we I don't like, like unless there's no. evidence, like, like facts, clear facts and evidence, like. I, I'm not interested. But she said that all those um, the people all those- who started the looting were actually undercover cops is basically what I had read. And the way like they had kind of uh, come to that conclusion is that through the video footage of people looting, the first people to initiate it were all wearing like white bands around their arm. Like really which, thin Which bands. they believe was a way for the undercover cops to like identify each other. Um I think that it's true. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they were starting it just to kind of well, and that's what I mean, like change I, the narrative and just have people focus, like, oh, they're looting. Which, like, honestly, who the fuck cares? And, who the fuck cares? And the thing is, is that like that's why I'm saying, like, I just feel like they're gonna continue with these like efforts mm-hmm. to like to distract, to distract, which and is it's Trump's gonna further favorite thing to do, and it's gonna further incite violence, and, and that's it's the thing. Escalate the we can't, we can't get, we can't be distracted from what's happening, which is that black lives are not being respected, and we need to, as a community, and I would hope that the people who listen to my podcast give a shit about people and humanity like we need to actively make changes it's not just like reposting cute looking you know fucking pictures on instagram which go for it do that that's great but like donating um and just speaking out when you see it happening i think that that's the most important thing and like i i get so many messages from people saying like um you know like, oh, I want to marry this guy, but my parents are racist or whatever. And, and they'll be like, what should I do? I'm like, tell your parents are, that they're racist. Yeah. That's what you should do. Like, there's no, like, fucking... Like, if someone is being a racist, you should tell them that they're being a racist. For sure. And, like, hopefully, not like in a... I mean, I sometimes maybe you might want to say it in a way that, like, is attacking them. But, like, for the most part, like, if if my mom or dad said something racist, I would tell them, hey you're being racist right now. And if they said, no, I'm not, I would explain to them, no, you are. And this is why. And I would help them understand because there's like overt racism. There's different forms of racism. Mm. It's not just like, you know, uh, oh, you calling someone the N word. It's like, there's so many ways that you could be racist, whether you are, um, discrediting someone because of you know the color of their skin or thinking that oh this person is like lower class than me or even when people use the word ghetto that to me Mm -hmm. i'm like 
you're either like using it with like a negative yeah, connotation. Yeah, like 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 going somewhere and you know there's you know rubble or trash on the floor. Being like, oh, this place is ghetto. Mm-hmm. Stop saying that. That's yeah. fucking racist. Don't fucking say that. And like people can sit there and be like, you're. I get the number one criticism I get from people when I say stuff like that is you're so PC. Stop trying to be so PC. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm, no, no, no. It's not like, about being oh, PC. Everyone it's like, gets offended by everything n- nowadays. No, no, no. You know, people who get offended by racism. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not like something small and silly. It's it's a big deal and it accumulates and. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I understand that this, everything that's going on can feel overwhelming, but I also don't think it's, like, anyone who's not Black's place to sit there and be like, like, I'm so upset, or I'm so blah, 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 like, that, you know, whatever, keep that to yourself. You don't need to put your emotional burden on other people. It doesn't make you seem more invested in the situation. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we can do is be proactive and try to make a difference, but no one wants to hear you complain about how hard this has been on you. Like, stop trying to make this about you. And, like, the other thing, like, just, like, other little things is, like, using, like, black gifts that, like, perpetuate stereotypes mm-hmm. about black people. Yeah. I mean, those, like, whatever that – there was, like, one about, like, a – there was, like, a black lady. Wayne's like, not very internet savvy. She said, like, some saying or something, and I guess there was, like, a video of it turned into some, like, gift that everyone was using, like, everywhere. And is it was just – racist and like and like another thing is is like people love black culture so much like i want to let you know that today i googled i I was looking up um black owned beauty companies okay and you know what google said is like some other people some people also search for cool beauty companies like black and cool (laughs) were associated and that's the that's another problem is like everyone is so quick to kind of take black culture oh, and I, and their music and the way they dress and everything because it's fucking cool it is fucking cool but they don't want to then you know stand up for them or you speak up for them or you know just fucking show up for them mm-hmm. like it, it that to me is also just so disturbing because i'm like i don't know a single person who doesn't love rap music or has loved rap music. Even Mimi sometimes raps. What? Yeah, like he sometimes will like make like little like rap rhymes. Mimi's her five year old son. <laughs> he'll make like little like rap rhymes. So you think he's appropriating black black culture? And he'll like, I mean, he just loves it. Like he thinks it sounds cool. I mean, cool. it's fun. Rap music is fun. It's really expressive. Black people have created art forever and people have stolen their art, appropriated their art, loved their art, but like. Or like their hairstyles. Oh my God. If. I, I, till this day, will never fucking understand why white women feel like, you know what I should do? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get dreads. Like, yeah. I'm going to get braids. Like, I'm just going to go, go get cornrows. Like, what? It's not for you. Yeah. And like, like, I'm in this, like, a, like this group or something. And this girl was like, my, you know, seven-year-old or whatever wanted, uh, she wants cornrows and I got them for her. And then like, everyone's saying like, you know, you can't do that. Like, I don't understand. Like, she's just a little kid. Like she just wants them. Like she thinks they're fun and cool. And I'm like, okay, well you need to explain to that child that she's white and she can't have those. They're not for her. Like, and that's the thing. Like let black people 
have things that are there. And you can, and that's, a, that's the other thing. Like you can, ex- like a seven, even like Amin can understand yeah. things like that. Like, yeah. like he's five. Like, I mean, maybe not like a two year old, but like a five year old, a seven year old like, can understand. They can understand. And that's the thing. Like you have to tell them when they're young so that they don't already, you know, get all sorts of information from society that you don't want them to to believe and just teach it to them when they're young. So when they grow up or when they're growing up and they're in like, you know, the sixth grade and one of their douchey friends says yeah. something racist, they feel like they can stand up to that person and say, Hey, that's not cool. Like you can't say that or whatever. And cause that's going to happen. That's, I mean, probably even before the sixth grade, that probably happens in like the second grade, like people, like little kids making racist comments because they hear their parents making it and then they just come and say it. And then if no one speaks against them, then they're just going to continue to say it. And then they're going to grow up to be fucking racist. I, I mean, literally in the second grade, I literally, I just remembered this. There was a girl, her name was Felicia. She used to ride the bus with us. Do you remember her? I do. She's kind of annoying. I think she was the bus driver's. Uh, daughter. Anyways, she, she was she's kind of annoying, but she was still really nice to me. She was, I think was like a year older than me or something. Um, and she was black. And I remember being outside, like in the playground, I was with another girl who was white and that girl, Felicia came over to like play with us. And the white girl was like, I don't want to play with her. And I was like, why? And she was like, I don't like the way she looks. And I was just like, what the fuck does that even mean? You mean like the way she fucking looks. I'm be honest with you. That was really fucked up. That was really fucked up. I want to find that girl. I Why didn't you say something? I mean, more? I was seven. I, mean, <laughs> I was a seven-year-old. Yeah, I mean, but I, I still played with Felicia. Work on that, more. I feel like this isn't even the first time I've mentioned Felicia on my podcast. How weird is that? I wonder where Felicia is right now. You can probably find I her. I could probably find her. I mean, she's probably in your yearbook with her first and last name. If you know a girl named Felicia who went to Caroline Elementary in the late 90s, let me know. It would have been 96. 1996. There we go. <laughs> um... D- you know, maybe she she lived in uh, Stillwater in Oviedo. Yeah. And now I'm just giving out her address. You imagine <laughs> Felicia still lives there right now. She lives at a, a house number 2375. She just made that number up. I Don't did. Listen to I her. did. I did make oh that Oh, my God. Up. Oh, I can't even say this on the internet. Never mind. What were you going to about? Gonna, like your social security no, number? No, I was going to say something about my address and how, like, it became information public. Oh, what are you even saying? Yeah. Th- so uh, I got like, Don't say it, your address on the <laughs> my podcast no but well people could go and like look for it oh because i'm not gonna edit this okay <laughs> not editing it i'm not saying anything then don't good I, we agreed let's okay. shake on it okay your hand is so hot nor my face is so red actually don't touch me um but <laughs> yeah i mean on it it feels weird it feels weird doing anything right now other than actively trying to vocalize that I support black people and like on it, like here's and the let thing. them feel like loved and let them feel supported. Like I want, I want to make people feel loved and supported. Cause like, can you imagine how almost isolating or I, that's the thing, I can't even fathom what it would feel like. Like you, you're angry, you're confused, you're scared. You feel like people just fucking hate you for the color of your skin. Like all of these things are horrible feelings for something that you, not that you should change, but you can't change. It's the color of your fucking skin mm-hmm. and people just hate you for the color of your skin and treat you like you're not a human because the color of your skin, like I can't, I, like, I can't even begin to imagine what that would feel like. And, like, 
I don't know. I just, I want to do anything and everything that I can and use every platform I can to bring awareness to it. And hopefully people like make real changes in their lives. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we all know people who are racist. That sounds really sad, but it's just the fucking truth. It is true. I know a lot of people who are racist. You, you have, you have to stand up for it. You have to stand up for what you believe in. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And there are like, and there are so many people who will just like go along with people that they know or, just agree with like or their, their older, parents yeah. or their older siblings or whatever, just because they're, they're just like, Oh, that's my parents. My parents think this, so I'm going to just like carry on. It's like, no, like you need to speak up. You need to yeah. be your own person and do what's right. Like regardless of whether or not the people around you are doing what's wrong. And like, I mean, this just happened to me this week. I'm not going to name names, but someone who is related to me, try to basically say that like what black people experience is the same thing as what Muslims experience, which is apparently also a lot of people feel this way because that's what a lot of my DMs have consisted of recently from fucking stupid Muslim people. Stop being so fucking stupid. No wonder people hate Muslims. Honestly, I get it. I get it. I'm like, you know what? I, maybe I, maybe I hate Muslims now. I don't know. Maybe I'm Islamophobic. Who can say? Nora literally <laughs> got in the car today and literally said, Reem, I think I hate Muslims now. I don't know. what Just like a really like blanket. You guys, stop it. Just like a really like blanket statement like that. Stop doing and that. honestly, I didn't question her. Because also. I was just like, as, I get it. it. Listen, if you're listening to this and you're not Muslim, I, I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. But listen, Muslim people, you need to do fucking better. Yeah. As a Muslim. Just do better. Being racist is a sin. Uh-huh. Just like any other sin. And also, like, we're supposed to be peaceful. We're supposed to be loving of all people. We're supposed to follow in the steps of the prophet. The prophet would never do any of these horrible things. Get your shit together. Yeah. And also, like, this whole, like, um, like, what, like, this, like, victim. Oh, my God. This victim complex. Get the fuck over it. Constantly trying to just be the victim all the time. It's just, like... Come on. Like, Some people there's are obviously bad things that happen to everyone yeah. all around the world. For sure. Like no matter where you're from, like yeah. I'm not saying like bad things happen to white people, bad things yeah. happen to Muslims, bad things happen to Jews. But there's bad, levels. Like like bad things happen to people. No one is disagreeing. I mean with the this. Holocaust sucks. But it's literally like if someone was like raising money for like cancer and then everyone was like, oh, what about diabetes? Oh my god, oh my god, Reem, Reem. <laughs> like, and also, no one would fucking say that! I saw this fucking, um, like, illustration where it was, like, um, an illustration of, you know, the police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck. Uh-huh. And someone had put, like, side by side with, like, an Israeli soldier on a Palestinian's neck. I'm Palestinian, and I'm letting you know that's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Is what's happening in Palestine horrible? For sure. But also, like, this is the this is what we're focusing on right now. And it's not Stop even trying just, to make it about you. And, it, and it, no one is saying, like, just forget about no, them. No. But just like, also, who cares about them? Let's be fucking honest. Everyone has been supporting Palestine and making drought for Palestine and praying for Palestine and showing love to Palestine for as long as I can fucking remember. Yes. Like, as a Palestinian... 
You need to chill the fuck out. Like, it's not like people are just like, well, you know what, Palestinian, you're on your own. No, no one, no one, is one gives that. a shit about As you. As a matter of fact, you know who fucking loves and supports Palestine? Black people. Yeah, they do. They really fucking. You do. know how many times I've been like, a, like traveling or something, and like encountered like a black person who, when I told them that I was from Palestine, would get like yep. so excited and emotional and em- about it. Literally emotional, yep. like. Like, oh my God, like, you know, like they would just say like, just like the nicest things. And I'm just always just so grateful and that they like, they're always like, I pray for you all the time. I pray for Palestine. I pray for the people of Palestine. And so many times I even had this like one guy in France when I was in, um, I was in Paris and I was like at this gift shop and this like black guy owned the store and he was just like, Oh, where are you from? Or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm from Palestine. And he literally just took, grabbed like a handful of keychains and literally like threw them in my bag and was like, Is that why you got me a keychain? He was like, This is a gift (laughs) for you. You didn't buy me that keychain? No. Damn. I bought some. Whatever. It sounds like he gave you all of them. But like, (laughs) I mean, but even if black people didn't love Palestine, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. That doesn't matter. You don't you don't show support for the oppressed because they're supporting you. And they are being oppressed and they are being slaughtered and they are being fucking treated like they are not humans. And it just absolutely needs to stop. And it's not going to stop unless we never shut the fuck up about it. Mm-hmm. And people acknowledge that mm-hmm. they're wrong or that they were wrong. Like, I, I'm sure that there were times in my life where I probably said something super stupid and For ignorant. Sure. And Same. I, but the thing is, is acknowledging mm-hmm. that and saying, hey, like, man, like, what, cause when I was a teenager, like, people like no one no one really understood i mean at least i mean not no one no one no one had ever no one around me spoke up about it i didn't really know anything about it so i didn't know any different for sure and you know as i grow and i mature i'm just like wow like not just about racist stuff but just like stuff in general in life like you just grow up and you're like wow that was wrong but i feel like so many people like They've had those experiences, but it's really important to acknowledge them Mm -hmm. and talk about it and say, hey, I was wrong when I reacted to this situation in X, Y, Z way. I mean, because I mean, when I was in college, like, like, I just I just didn't know, you know, and I didn't it wasn't really exposed to a lot of black people like I just not. Uh, like I just didn't hang out. I didn't have like a lot of friends who were black. So like, I didn't really know anything about it. And that's the thing. That's why it's so important to correct people or give them knowledge and not feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. Because in fact, you are doing them a service. Like it's, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. But let me ask you a question. So for I, I keep seeing all this stuff. It's like um, call the the district attorney or the state attorney to 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 put pressure on him to file charges against the other three officers who like stood around. Yeah. As someone who was a prosecutor, is that the best way that they should be doing it? I mean, I think that whether or not people are calling them, they're probably 
looking into it a lot more and definitely probably giving this case a lot more priority than their other cases, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, they've already gotten, there's so much pressure without phone calls. I mean, the thing is, is that when I was a prosecutor, no matter how many people around me told me you need to file charges on this, I would not file charges on a case that I didn't believe I could prove because I have a, I'm, took an oath. I yeah. took an oath that I would only file charges on cases that I could prove. Yeah. No matter how many people, whether it's my supervisor, if the fucking governor called me and was like, you need to file charges on this, I'd be like, fucking you sign your name to that information. I'm not filing charges on this case that I don't believe in. But I believe that with the evidence that's been coming out, especially today with the evidence that he was beaten up before he was murdered mm -hmm. is just furthering the fact that they, I mean, to be completely honest, it's premeditated to be, yeah. From, from the get go, when I first heard about this situation, like immediately, it was so bizarre. I remember I, I FaceTime Raymond. She was like, it seems premeditated. I was just like, this seems premeditated. Like, I don't know. Like even before all the rest of the videos mm -hmm. came out, like just like the vibe that I got from like the whole thing, like just from the, like literally from like the first headline. And I actually don't really feel that way about like that many killings of black people where I feel like they're truly, truly premeditated yeah. murder. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, like I, like heat, like murder. Yes. But there's different degrees of murder. There's like premeditated murder. There's like heat of passion. Yeah. There's manslaughter. There's different types of murder that can exist. Mm -hmm. They're all murder, but there's different varying degrees. For some reason, I just felt like this was premeditated. And now that they've released that video of them beating him up in the car, before I haven't even seen it that. happened. I mean, I didn't, I honestly, I couldn't watch the whole video. I just like read the headline and watched like a few seconds of it. Was it body cam? No, I think it was like a surveillance video oh, okay. from like a local, uh, nearby, okay. um, business. I wonder if they were going to, the body, if they had body cams on. I, I, I feel like they didn't. Like, I feel like I heard something like they didn't have body mm -hmm. cams from like the beginning. Like that, that was one of the first things that they did and they didn't or have body cams. even if they did, cam. they're probably fucking. They probably, I mean, Whatever. I mean, and then I found out that, and then there was like that thing that they apparently knew each other before yeah. all of yeah. this. That's I've been seeing that everywhere that they knew that, each like, other, they he, worked the, together. The or officer, whatever the fuck his name is, knew Floyd yeah. before all of this happened. Like it's just like I like all of those things. Like just makes me think that they went into this with some sort of plan. And if it was like a plan to like rough him up or scare him or something, I don't know that, you know, I can't say, but there was definitely, a, a, I felt like some sort of premeditation. And that's why, like, I feel like those officers could get charged. At first, I was like, mm, I don't think those other officers could get charged when it first came out, um, the other three officers. But now I'm just like, yeah, I think they can. But then, you know, you also have to worry about speedy trial. Because once you file, once they arrest someone on charges, then you have like a certain amount of time to actually take them to trial. And so you want to make sure you gather all of your evidence before you do that arrest. And I don't know what the, what the state statutes are over there and like what their timeframes are or anything like that. Uh, but it's probably like something like 180 days where they would have like 180 days from when they arrested them to actually take them to trial. Yeah. And so I would imagine that they would want to make sure that they got all of their information before. I mean, 
I always like pretty much like when I file charges, that means I have enough evidence to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. Like you uh, technically like you, that you can arrest someone on probable cause, but realistically, practically, like unless someone's like actively shooting at like a crowd of people, like you're not arresting someone for murder, like on the scene. Like that's not something that usually happens for murder. Like for murder, usually you wait until, you know, you get all of your evidence gathered before you actually place someone under arrest, Um, which is, which could be the reason for the delay. Mm -hmm. In this case, they wanted to make sure they got all the video surveillance, you know, all the witness statements. They wanted to make sure they got the autopsy report back or whatever. Um, and in an abundance of caution, you know, you never know what any of that stuff is going to show. And so you, what would be even the worse is if they arrested him and then dropped the charges yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be terrible. Like, that would be like that. I mean, there would be outrage over that. For sure. So I'm sure they wanted to make sure that before they arrested someone that they were like, OK, we can prove this beyond a reasonable yeah. doubt. Like, there's no chance that we're going to have to, you know we're going to have to drop this later because even though if you can arrest someone on probable cause, you can't find them guilty on probable cause. You need beyond a reasonable doubt, um, evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. So I, especially a case like this, which will probably go to trial. Like I think the prosecutors want to make sure that they have the, I mean, strongest possible case to convince a jury. But you know, like it's, it's surprising because actually I saw like in this like thread, like someone had posted, um, one of my friends had like posted something on like Facebook or something about like, you know, for all my friends, she's like, she's an attorney. She's like, for all my friends who are wondering why they haven't filed charges, like she explained speedy trial. She explained like, I don't know if she explained probable cause versus beyond a reasonable doubt, but I know for sure she mentioned speedy trial and um, a prosecutor that I know commented and he's been prosecuting homicides for, you know, I don't know, a long time. Mm-hmm. Is prosecuting homicides specifically for a really long time. And he had said something like, well, I would imagine they would want the autopsy report before filing charges, which is a pretty standard, a pretty standard thing is that you need to, in order to prove murder, you need to prove that someone was murdered. Yeah. The way you prove someone is murdered is through an autopsy report. Yep. Like, no one... You can't, like, bring a dead body into the courtroom For and sure. say, hey, look at this dead person. Like, that's not how you prove murder because that's not practical. You have to actually... Like, because a jury could sit there, 12 people in a room, and be like, was he really dead? Yeah. Did we... Did did we... Did someone testify that his heart stopped beating? Like, you know what I mean? They'd be like, well, we saw the video, but maybe he was just unconscious. Maybe he's in a coma. Maybe he's not actually dead. Like, jurors can go back there and start saying stuff like that. So you obviously need to prove that they've been murdered and... You need an autopsy report to do that. And so he wrote that. He said, I would imagine that they're waiting for an autopsy report. And autopsy reports can vary in time. I'm sure they probably put a rush on this one. Um, But then a former judge, I don't know if he's former judge or retired judge or whatever he is, commented something like spoken, spoken like a true white man or something like that. And I was just like, I, I don't see that. Because like from a from a societal perspective, yes, we want we want that not to be the reason. Mm-hmm. We want them to be able to go and say, You committed a murder, I'm gonna arrest you yeah. right now. But there are certain legal things that are like policies, rules, statutes that are in place for a reason. And if you don't agree with those reasons, go out, vote, 
you know, yeah. run for something. But those are the laws. But and those you are the make laws. Sure that and you're have- following them so that we can get justice. Yes. And maybe the criminal justice system is broken. It is. But like, we still have to do what we can to hopefully convict this man of murder because that is what he did. Because and what you don't want to happen is like speedy trial run, not be able to take it to trial for some reason. Then he goes off scot-free. That would be fucked. On like some sort of like fucking technicality or some shit like that. Like you don't want that to happen. So you want to make sure that you are literally crossing your eyes, dotting, crossing crossing your your T's, dotting dotting your eyes. Um, and making sure that you have everything you need. And that, and then the other thing is like, it may seem clear to everyone, this is obviously murder, but you have to think like, what's clear to everyone, this is obviously murder is not always how it transpires in a courtroom because you are in a very, you're, you're not in, you're in a very different environment where only some things are allowed. Some things are not allowed. Jurors are just basically fucking anyone yeah. from the community. No matter how stupid they are, they could be jurors. Like, literally, like, I've had so many jurors say so many stupid stuff. And I'm just like, how are you a functioning adult? Like, I don't even understand. And, like, they, like, I'm like, you have a job? Like, what? Like, you're so stupid. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, attorneys go through jury selection, but there's only so much they can do to prevent the jurors from being fucking stupid. And, and, and I'll say and it. racist. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's the thing, like, you don't know how many times that, like, jurors will say, like, racist things. Like, they will literally see, like, a black defendant, like, sitting at the table and literally say, like, well, he just looks guilty. Like, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, they, like imagine someone saying that, That's like, in, in an open courtroom, like, out loud <laughs> to people, but, like, they, they believe that, and they don't, they don't think anything is wrong with that, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the kind of society we live in, and so when you're a prosecutor, you have to take that into consideration, so you have to make sure that you're, you know, taking the, getting rid of those people. And yeah, and I think, I, like, that's and I mean, the thing. And, and the, uh, you know, and I was a prosecutor. So, like, having someone on the jury who says that person looks guilty, probably to, like, an unethical prosecutor would probably be, like, score. Like, I want that person on my juror because they're going to find him guilty. And that's what a prosecutor wants. And it's like, no, I don't want that person on my juror, even as a prosecutor, because that person clearly cannot follow the law as a, I want jurors who can follow the law, not just jurors who can find someone guilty because I said so yeah. like, or because they're sitting in the defendant's chair. So I just, and I think that that is like, you know, a change in our criminal justice system that needs to be made. And it just really starts with our, our generation, you know, in the upcoming generations of, you know, running for uh, public office and speaking out and protesting and making, making it known that we're not going to tolerate this anymore. And something else that's kind of like a little off topic, I suppose, but I just want to make sure I mention it. If you're posting videos of black people being murdered on Instagram or online, please stop doing that. It's extremely triggering to people. I understand that you think that there's shock value to it. So you want to share it to get people's attention. But 
I've seen numerous black people post about how incredibly upsetting it is for them to just see black people dying Mm -hmm. when they just are scrolling on Instagram. So at least put like a trigger warning or at least put put like a little like thing in that where they can like choose if they want to click on it or not. I just, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I think that we need to be as compassionate as we can in general. But right now I think, I think we need to really just focus on making a change, showing love, support, and empathy, and letting Black people feel what they need to feel right now. Because I can't even begin to understand what they're feeling. And I've spoken to friends about it. I've spoken to uh, um, my friend. Maybe I shouldn't say her name about it. And she's... She told me, she's like, I'm just, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do anything. I'm just supposed to pretend like everything is fine, but I'm fucking sad and I'm fucking scared and mm-hmm. I fucking feel exhausted and I can't sleep at night. And it's like, think about all the times, you know, we felt that way about what's going on in Palestine as Palestinians. Mm-hmm where we're heartbroken and we feel so helpless and it's not even the same thing, but just kind of thinking about that to put things into perspective just a little bit. I'm just like, fuck man. So I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I, I was like, I don't want to just post a podcast episode where it's like, ha ha he he, uh, whatever, because it just doesn't feel right. And I, I don't know. I, I hope that's, you guys listen to this and you've learned something and you've taken something away from it and you just do better. And I'm, I I can't say this enough. You have to speak up in situations where people are being racist. You have to. Yeah. It doesn't matter who that person is. You can find a way to get your message across while being respectful. I've told grown adults who are related to me, that they are being racist and they still say hello to me when they see me and they don't spit in my face. So that's, that was kind of my, what I had to say. Do you have any, anything else you want to say, Reem? No, I know that we're so hot right now. Not like we're like attractive. Not like we're like, Oh, we're so sexy right now. We're just really hot. And my teeth are shifting and I'm sure Reem's been wondering what the fuck I'm doing. Cause I'm being really weird. Like one of my, one of my teeth is shifting for some reason. It's scaring the shit out of me. And I feel like my tooth is going to fall out. I don't think it is, but you know that they say that, um, if you have a are you going to say something to scare me? No, not really. I have a phobia. Uh, I don't know if this is going to, don't tell you. me. But maybe your listeners. I have teeth know. phobia. Just close your eyes. <laughs> I mean, your ears. <laughs> I don't know how closing her. She's literally has her hand over your ears. But I heard that if you have a dream that your teeth fall out, that means that you're gonna get into like some sort of like altercation uh, with your sister. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Are you done? Yeah, I read that on the internet, so it must be true. Reem. <laughs> You stupid bitch. Where can people find you online? Um, at Lil Ramey, L-I-L-R-E-M-Y. She posts cute pictures of her kids. I like them. I post other things, too. I don't care about the other things you post. I like the babies, the children, the cute ones, the baby Yoda. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are always like, oh, like, I'm sick and tired of pe- seeing people's kids on the internet. I'm, like, I'm never. I don't know. People seem to love it. Well, let me just say, pictures. I'm sick and tired of seeing other people's kids. <laughs> I like seeing my nieces and nephews because they're fucking cute. I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I post them mostly just for Noor. 
It's true. <laughs> she could very easily just send them to me, but the best way to communicate me is through Instagram. So you could follow me at Nor E. If you're a racist, please unfollow me. <laughs> Unsubscribe from this podcast. Fuck you. Um, but yeah, you could follow the podcast at Arab American Psycho. Um, and if you have any resources that you would like me to promote, um, anything related to what's going on, please send it to me. I would love to share it. I would love to be able to use my platform to raise awareness and to make people not stupid. That's really one of my favorite things to do is make sure people aren't fucking dumb. And when they're dumb to tell them, Hey, you're being fucking dumb. So send those things to me. Hopefully my tooth doesn't fall out. Um, and yeah, talk to you guys next week.